welcome back to the Internet Computer Report. This is episode number 13, which covers a bit of a different topic than we're used to. So we're waiting a lot on a lot of documentation from the Divinity Foundation, so there should be a lot more coming out on that front uh, any minute now, I guess, as the Divinity Foundation would say. But the recent news has been too good to pass up, so we cover Wall Street bets and the whole fiasco with Robin Hood in this uh, just briefly, but more so focusing on the overarching topic that has to do with wealth inequality and the little guy just always being forced to lose by how the system's set up. So in this episode, we talk about how that story changes given a Web3 world and particularly how Definity's ecosystem and DeFi would evolve finance into something a bit more fair and inclusive. Hope you enjoy. Crazy times with GameStop right now. I'm sure most of our viewers have heard it, know, know what happened, um, but there's a lot of relevance to the crypto world here, and it's making waves that I think are going to carry over into the DeFi space. Uh, so we're going to review that, but you know, particularly what's going on in the crypto world and taking on the institutions. So these shared narratives between crypto and Wall Street bets. So mm-hmm. Andrew, uh, what's the long and short of what happened with GameStop? All right, so GameStop, it's kind of like a blockbuster for video games. Um, first, I'm going to tell you what Wall Street Bets is. So now Wall Street Bets is a Reddit channel. It's a subreddit where people collectively share their investments, like what they're doing, and then the whole group collectively buys something. So if you're into crypto, which most of the people here, it's basically a DAO. It's a decentralized autonomous organization where people uh, simultaneously buy things. So... Recently, Wall Street Bets has been targeting the most heavily short uh, stocks that there is. So one of them is GameStop. There's another one, Express. Uh, there was AMC Theaters. Now these stocks are these stocks are like I think like have like 90% short um, versus like people who actually own them versus how much people are, are shorting them. And uh, they decided to market buy these dying companies and absolutely pump them to the moon. Now what happens is all these billionaire hedge funds that were placing these shorts are forced to cover their bets because they didn't think that anybody would actually buy these things. Now, uh, Wall Street, Wall Street bets, they, this Reddit basically realized that individually we can't compete against hedge funds because you know, a billion dollar hedge funds versus person with five, $10,000 in their pocket, you're going to lose in the long run. They realized though, that if 200,000 Redditors banded together and put a couple of thousand dollars each, even a couple of hundred dollars each, you can really make some waves. So we're talking to the point where there's this one uh, hedge fund, Melvin Capital, billion dollar fund is getting liquidated. They have to be bailed out by like their parent companies. So it is just absolute mayhem right now. Wait, so yeah. when, when the shorting, uh, this hedge fund shorted all mm-hmm. the GameStop stocks and then that meant they have to buy it? They're oh, buying they have to it buy back? it back, yeah. So what happens is, uh, so when you're, so in order to short something, you actually have to have something to short against. So, um, in order to cover your short, as they call it, so basically to get out of your short position, you actually have to buy stock back, which causes, that's what causes that massive price increase because now all the people that were shorting it, you know, the price is going down, and all of a sudden the other buyers are coming in and it causes now, because they don't want their losses to continuously um, increase, so they have to buy back so they can just eventually just cut the position out. So that causes, that, so that term is called the short squeeze. So the short squeeze is what we're seeing with all these 
uh, different uh, these different stocks. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I personally have I've wanted to buy. I, I want to buy one buy share one. Yeah. just so I could tell my kids like one day that I participated in this movement. Mm-hmm. And you know that that's my contribution to the cause. Totally. But. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you can actually there's a there's a website called GiveAShare.com. I was thinking about buying one, but you can actually get a framed photo. You can actually buy one share of a stock. <laughs> and you can have like your name engraved as like, I guess, like a commemorative of this movement. But what I really love about it is that, you know, there's, there's a, we're going to talk about this later on, but there's a huge like wealth divide. You know, the, there's a lot of inequality. And back in 2011, there was this Occupy Wall Street movement where, and I was actually working like across the street at the time I was working at a, uh, at a tax company. Anyways, uh, there was thousands of people in Zuccotti Park protesting for, for weeks about, you know, you know, just basically, you know, big banks and all these other things. And now nothing really got done at that point. But now here you come on the internet, a bunch of crazy, you know, degenerates come together <laughs> and now they're just market buying like failing companies and forcing these billionaires to liquidate. Yeah, it just, it just it warms, really it, warms, it warms the heart to see this happening. And it's just really cool to see like so many people banding together. Um, and it's, you know, we basically, you know, small amounts of people have grouped together and they've actually conquered it's like the, the the david and goliath story so it's really cool yeah. yeah it's great and and of course there's a downside to this like mm-hmm. at the end of the day it is market manipulation but the reason we support it is because this has gone on forever yeah. and it's only been accessible like market manipulation is only accessible to whales and these hedge funds so they were always able to control the prices and put it where they want mm-hmm. and the, uh, the retail investor was left playing guessing games without the inside information that these rich people had yeah but all right Second part of this story. Now, I personally wanted to buy a share, and mm-hmm. I couldn't on Robinhood. Uh-huh. So it, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to buy one yeah. for fun. But uh, you know, so why did Robinhood take this off? And uh, all right, so this is this is where it gets pretty crazy. So Robinhood is supposed to be this. They're, I think they're low. They're they're they're. Uh, they call themselves democratizing the stock market for like the little guy to be able to get in to the stock market. Um, so Robinhood prevent just recently prevented people from buying GameStop stock. Now, you know, I should be able to buy stock if I wanted to. It's my money. Now, this this company that's supposed to be democratizing is now telling me what I can what I can and cannot buy. Really ridiculous. So now this is pretty nuts. So now it turns out the the company that was getting liquidated that was heavily shorting it was called Melvin Capital. They were also funded by a parent like another company called was it Citadel or Citadel Citadel. Yeah. Citadel is an owner of Robinhood. So now you got, these are like conflicting, these are, you know, conflicting interests uh, that are happening here. So it just kind of goes to show you that this legacy system is, you know, it's all corrupt. Yeah. And it, yeah. it questions the motives. Questions I, the motives. It yeah, could, yeah. it could have been uh, totally genuine. Like Robinhood didn't want people losing more money, um, but the ulterior motive was there. So it's, it's hard to tell uh, what it was really about. Yeah. All right. So, Wall Street bets. I feel like uh, is this going to continue? Uh, well, things have been things have been. Well, we're going to find out on Monday if things are better. <laughs> but I'll give you a, if you guys want to hear a couple of things that they've been touting. So now, and also, there's been a number of fake Wall Street bet Twitter accounts that have been popping up. And what really caused the craziness is that uh, one of them got retweeted. I think by was it by Mark Cuban or. Or maybe the David Portnoy uh, from Barstool Sports. I think he retweeted a wrong account, and he got this random account, like hundreds of thousands of followers. So nobody knows who the real Wall Street bets on Twitter is. So there's people pumping it. But uh, long story short, yeah, we're we're gonna see. There's there was a there was a crazy pump happening in Dogecoin. 
apparently that was, that, a was part, that, was, that was a Wall Street bet. It went from less than a penny to eight cents. <laughs> um, but I think this really shows how you know how important like decentralized finance is, where you know you can't stop somebody from trading on Uniswap, you know, and you know supposedly the Robinhood. You know, they're supposed to be, that's a terrible name, I think, for them now. Because <laughs> now they're, yeah. they prevented to. Well, uh, I did, yeah. Robinhood in the beginning did wonderful things. I mean, the re exchange fees for uh, trading stocks used to be huge. And then Robinhood came around, said the economic model doesn't make sense. We can make it free for everyone and still turn a profit. And they did. So that's great. Uh, but like in my friend group, they're all so mad at Robinhood, they all already left. Oh, really? Which, did they? Where are they yeah, going? They either uh, like, Charles Schwab getting a real one, or public, or Weeble. Okay. Like these are. are they, other, I'm not. Are that's not a recommendation. Ether? Are they going to Ethereum? Oh yeah. Crypto, uh, some, some of them are in, in crypto too, but mm. there are more people. People are more familiar with the stock markets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They still feel like that natural comfort zone. Yeah. Of uh, being like uh, okayed it's, by. Yeah. It's still a bit more familiar. Mm -hmm. But okay, so Wall Street bets uh, are they still around? Because. Oh yeah. So this is another crazy thing. So actually, the subreddit was. Forced down. I don't know the full. Do you know the full details behind why they shut down the? No, thing? I, yeah. I, I would assume it wouldn't be left up for long. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe securities regulations. Possible that maybe the SEC got involved with it. Obviously, these big funds have mega pull in in government. So if they want it, so actually the 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 Reddit was taken down. But interestingly enough, the Reddit CEO recently said, well, they've been there's been like uh, collaborations with Ethereum too. So you heard about that with the with the Ethereum thing with the Reddit? No, no. Oh, tell so me. like yeah, so Reddit is actually they have two coins uh, that they're building on uh, on Ethereum um, as part of like one of the subreddits. So it's like its own currency. So they're having like they're creating token economies within Reddit, building it on Ethereum. So I don't know what the full collaboration details are and what it'll look like in the future, but Reddit and Ethereum. So I think I think I think Reddit is also embracing that decentralized ethos as well, where they don't want to be forced to. But I guess for now they have nothing that, you know, they have to do with, you know, uh, laws or laws for on their end. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I, yeah. Reddit these days, I remember when you, Reddit used to be absolutely crazy and anything was allowed, but now I, Reddit censorship is pretty serious. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. So I couldn't, like, I'm really hoping that this Wall Street Bets movement could get on something that's censorship resistant because mm -hmm. it feels like there's nothing left. But the reason, the, like, briefly touching on the legalities of it, my understanding like maybe this is this is a it's really complicated legislation and I don't know what crosses a line but a pump and dump is illegal so if you tell someone that if you, like if you're shilling a coin a, a, any security it's illegal to say that you should buy it or that it's undervalued if you plan on dumping it but this Wall Street bets movement gets around that legality because everyone who supports the Wall Street bet if you're buying that stock you're not buying it yeah. to make well you might be buying it to make profit but you don't think it's undervalued. So you, I, I and $16 billion for something that was worth yeah, $100 you, million you like two know, weeks ago. You yeah. pretty much know what you're getting <laughs> yeah, into. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there, there might be a few people that just see a, a skyrocketing yeah, chart and yeah. then buy it. But, but like by and large, all the narrative that's getting propagated by Wall Street, uh, mm -hmm. Wall Street Bets is not nefarious. Or like the head of Wall Street Bets is not trying to do a pump and dump. This yeah. is all uh, down to the core, genuine mission that people are collaborating collaborating on yeah. along the same lines. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a statement. It's saying, "Hey, we're not going to 
take any more. Yeah, like when you're buying a, you know, obviously if you're buying a two hundred fifty dollars shirt, it's more of a. I figured, I figured, I think it was a. I read, I read somebody's tweet. It was like somebody like a a barista uh, from Starbucks or something was saying, "I'm also, <laughs> I'm putting my paycheck and I'm going to buy it because nice. they're, they're tired, they're tired <laughs> of it." So I was like, you know what, that's that's fantastic. It's really cool. And actually, if you want to even to go a little bit further, I'll talk about this guy named Patrick Byrne. You know, the Overstock CEO. So Overstock beforehand, like back in the day, back in like back from actually from 2013 to like relatively recently, it was the most like heavily shorted stock. And he was like the biggest proponent about against naked shorting. Nobody listened to him at all because he was a little bit, he was a very quirky CEO. Could you explain naked shorting briefly? So yeah, I'll just give a little bit, but it's basically shorting more uh, stock than there actually is. Basically you're able to just basically completely manipulate and control the price. So these naked shorters, they have, they're, they're more shares that are actually float. They're short, they're shorting them. So there's really nothing you could do. They just, these, these giant hedge funds, if they don't basically like you, they can make your stock absolutely worthless. And at the same time, they can also take it to the, to the moon, if you will. But he was, a, he was trying to bring light to this. He was an early Bitcoin proponent. He actually went like off the rails completely. He quit everything. He even left his company. He left Overstock. And it's pretty cool to see that this movement is happening now. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's actually somewhat behind it a little bit because he, <laughs> he has quite a bit of, I think he has uh, some money locked away from his Bitcoin days. So yeah. pretty, pretty crazy stuff happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I, the, I, the deeper level of this, mm-hmm. uh, I think the frustration is really about the growing wealth gap. Yes. And in my opinion, it's it's been accelerated on the internet, which the internet which is originally designed to do the opposite, give everyone the opportunity to be their own business person. Um, I might screw up the statistic, but I, we have. I'll put the source to it. Mm-hmm. I believe the top one percent went from controlling. Uh, this is started in. 1988. 1988. Yeah. What was it? It was 1988 to 2016, and it was uh, the top 1% used to control 29% of the wealth, and currently I think they control around 39% of the wealth. So yeah. the top 1%. And now the bottom, was it 90, bottom, 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 90? bottom 90% went from controlling 33% to 23%. Exactly. Ridiculous. We'll man. put the source for that in the yeah, description. Yeah. But that that ended in 2016, so that was... Uh, five from years, four or five years. 80, 88 to oh, 1998 yeah, to 2016. 28 years. The, so the richest gained a quarter and the poorest 90% mm-hmm. lost a third. Yeah. And now even with the coronavirus, uh, every single everyone's suffering, every economy suffering, except uh, which was already the top five companies in the S&P 500, big tech. So it's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. Yeah. And it's like... Come on, yeah, you, ridiculous. give us a break. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of frustration, even though the internet movement was net positive. But as we move to the Web3, mm-hmm. if we move there, there's going to be a lot more freedom. So Web3 or uh, Wall Street bets wouldn't have to worry about all the censorship going on. There mm-hmm. wouldn't be so much confusion about who the true ones are. There wouldn't be exchanges that could get shut down at will to benefit the in, like shareholders and yeah. investors. Uh just across the board. Can you think of a greater narrative for Web3 than what's <laughs> happening right now? Legitimately, you have, even for just even Bitcoin and Ethereum, between the distrust that we have for, uh, you know, all the, actually all the rampant money printing. You have people, you know, the, the, the banks have, you know, you're earning no interest on your banks. You actually have to pay to have a bank account. People are tired of the banking system. You have Ethereum and this whole decentralized financial movement happening. And now with the censorship, you have the whole Web3 definities, you know, internet computers coming up. It is unbelievable. There could be no better circumstances yeah. for. The, I, I would. I mean, these cycles come every three years that we were talking about, but the conditions surrounding it are just so perfect. We're even seeing 
stock markets going ballistic. We're in yeah. a period of mass hysteria, hysteria mm-hmm. when the actual economy is just in the dumps. And yeah. uh, it's really making it so hard to for people to put their faith in institutions again. It's, it's true. Uh, it's just the direction we're going. Yeah. And uh, like, like I said in the beginning of this, I think the wave of the narrative we're seeing is just going to overflow and bring people into the decentralized finance and decentralized mm-hmm. internet world. thousand percent. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So actually, so the next, so if you want to just keep an eye on Wall Street bets, apparently a couple of things they're talking about, I think they were talking about silver. They were talking about the silver markets. They were talking about AMC theaters, uh, obviously GameStop. So if you want to just take a look at it, keep, yeah, keep an eye on what's happening. Be careful about who yeah, the real ones be are. Be careful, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, without a doubt. But it just, it's a, pretty amazing thing that's happening in this world so really cool good stuff yeah thanks for tuning in great chat very good thanks guys